Welcome to the Life in the Stocks podcast, ladies and gentlemen. My name's Matt Stocks. I'm the host, and the show features unedited, in-depth, candid conversations with a wide range of musicians, actors, comedians, and creatives. If you're not already, be sure to subscribe to Life in the Stocks on your favorite podcast platform. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and indeed all major podcast platforms. Be sure to give me a follow on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok as well, at MattStocksDJ. That way you can keep up to date with all of my live Q&A dates, my DJ performances, and of course, who's coming up on the show as well. But without further ado, let's crack on with the show, shall we? Here we go. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. So, is it Mark or is it Bez? Bez. Or is it a bit of both? It is Bez. Um, When did the the Bez nickname kind of take hold? Uh, It's from the school days. You never really get, you never really choose your own name. That's it, right? You always get it given to you. So, I've I've had it since I was at school, young school boy. So, pre-Mondays? Pre-Mondays, Right, right. And I guess just Barry, Bez. Yeah, yeah. And that is just an abbreviation of my last name. So, if you was there... Yeah, like a macker or... You yeah, know. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so I've been reading a few interviews kind of in the lead-up to this just to see what stuff gets covered, to try and cover stuff that doesn't and, you know, go between the cracks, as it were. And it seems to me like a lot of journalists like to point out that your dad was in the police. Now, uh, is that yeah. just like a sly journalist thing of, oh, look, ironic it is that the poster boy for the XT generation yeah. was the son of a copper? Or did that kind of... Uh, well, impact it, your life in a sense that did you grow well, it, up with it, it a strict has some dad? Some bearings or? On, on my life because uh, what what it did is meant I was growing up as a rebel from a young age. So uh, obviously for uh, the old fellas a cop is quite a strict disciplinarian background. Right. So obviously and so uh, the, the outshot of that is uh, rebellion from uh, as, as young as I can remember. It. What's like, your earliest memory of going? Nah, this ain't for me. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm uh, probably five years old. Right on, okay. Yeah, yeah. So early doors. Yeah, early doors. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And as a typical kind of like teenage kid growing up in, was it Salford? You were a teenager, yeah, yeah. yeah, where my dad's from. Yeah, yeah. As well. I mean, what would a typical weekend for Bez entail around the school years? Um, mostly uh, probably going parties at the weekend or playing football. I did all the usual stuff as a kid growing up playing football part I was even uh, in the scouts for a bit what was really good I really enjoyed the scouts and that done some good things with them but yeah all, all sorts of usual stuff you get up to as a, a, a young man growing up anything illegal? yeah um, well we used to go shoplifting a lot yeah I remember when Scanyu's first opened and uh, yeah I remember when I first got caught uh, for shoplifting as well which was a pretty uh, funny moment. Go on. But, uh, Put us yeah. in the picture. What happened? What were you nicking? Uh, I was nicking a telephoto lens. As you do? Yeah, from uh, Dixon's it was at the <laughs> Obviously, time. you weren't a buddy yeah, photographer yeah, yeah. to sell on, was it? No, no, no. It's my camera. What okay. I had. Yeah, yeah. I used to do photography because uh, I was slightly unruly. I, I, I got the chance to do photography because of my misbehaviour, which is a mad thing. Nice. So I've got uh, rewarded yeah, for, uh, for being doing, bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's one of the subjects I used to get to do, uh, which which was good because I sort of done it outside of school as well. So I did a bit of photography and that. Just all the usual things, really. And when yeah. do you meet Sean? Do you remember uh, that you, first meet? Used to like taking calculators. They were good as well. <laughs> <laughs> in the early days of calculators. Back when they still mattered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And football kits from Scam. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, when uh, football kits used to first come, no, when you used to get the full uh, set football kits. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We used to get them from uh, like a supermarket. <laughs> well, yeah, we've just got, because uh, the way I was growing up, there was a lot of uh, petty criminality going on as part of. Uh, well, part of getting by, right? Yeah, in a lot yeah, of cases. well, getting. Get, part of uh yeah it's just part of the culture of where we lived so uh you just got you just get involved in all that because obviously with your dad being who you are and you had to be twice as mad as everyone else right almost to prove your yeah, yeah, your, yeah. your worth yeah. in that street world so uh yeah so i used to be known to be pretty mad as well so when you meet the happy mondays guys how do you find yourself in that group how does that happen uh yeah so well it's just uh, it's a story i've told a lot but basically um uh you're I on the came, tube yeah is it? no no i came back from traveling and that and uh, uh we had mutual friends me and sean and both all our friends were saying that we got to meet each other because we get along like an house on fire basically so when we did eventually meet it was a bit of a standoffish type thing because we've been told so much about each other right okay yeah, uh, yeah yeah you're yeah, sizing yeah, each yeah, other up yeah yeah, yeah. and uh, we did actually get end up and we still do get along very well you know what i mean so yeah it, uh, people were right uh, they were right yeah, yeah yeah do you have that kind of brotherly relationship because i imagine over the years there's been yeah, we a lot well, of ups and downs. It's been, uh, yeah, it's been. It's more like a marriage these days. You know what I mean? We we we've bickered like man and wife really, and falling out over shit. But the main thing is, uh, what from whatever's all gone on, there's been a lot of water on the bridge. Loads of different incidences for different reasons. Uh, we we're, we're still friends. You know what I mean? And uh, and amazingly, we're still in the band called the Happy Mondays, you know what I mean, 30 years later, which is really surprising. It's Because if uh, anyone ever said that uh, we, we would still be doing what we're doing all them years ago now, yeah. then uh, I, I would have uh, laughed. say fuck off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
Tell me about going over to America when the Mondays blew up and you guys went out there because it looks yeah. like from well, the, we the first bits of went footage out I've seen, there. it looks like I it think was, a good it was time. like 1985 when we first ever went there, and it was uh, like an inner city thing where what was happening in New York. So it, it was it, it well, it's factory records. It's, I think we had an office in in New York as well at the time, and we so we first went over there in 1985. And we had an f- unbelievable time being in New York for the first time. Yeah, uh, it was Hip-hop just like culture. the films, all all, all the uh, yellow taxis are like the old films what you used to see as you're growing up. Steam coming up out of the subways. Back when the city was yeah. dirty and dangerous. Yeah, right? it was dirty and dangerous, and we stayed in the uh, Chelsea Old Cell where uh, Sid had done Nancy in. Of you course, know what I mean? so yep. it, it, there was a bit of rock and roll uh, history going on there as well. And uh, it was great, and we actually had uh, this amazing photograph taken by, um, I forgot his fucking name now, but... Uh, Mick Rock? Bob no, Bruin. no, not Mick Rock. Um, fuck it, I used to take all the factory records, pictures. Anyway, we was on the Staten Island Ferry with yeah, uh, yeah. the Twin Towers behind us. Nice. Yeah, uh, which is a uh, pretty historical photograph now since uh, the history behind the Twin Towers Of course, as well. yeah. We'll have to dig that one out. Yeah, yeah, no, it's a, it's a really good photograph. And did you get into some trouble in New York as well? Uh, yeah, we got in a bit There's of trouble. We went down, goes. yeah, it was down there. Uh, well, we went to school, we heard about crack, this crack stuff, so we went trans, we went scoring that. Was uh, that a specifically American drug at that point? Yeah, though? no one heard about it before. We knew it was free base, but... Uh, it was like the latest thing in America yep. at that time. So we went down, I can't remember where we went now. But yeah, we ended up nearly getting shot. Uh, came out after smoke. We actually smoked crack and opium, uh, both in the same, in the same thing. thing. So yeah, yeah, together. And I came up talking to people. And I was like, Spain, we nearly got shot by a gang of Puerto Ricans. This kid came up who actually gave us the hit. Uh, we bought the game, and he gave us a bag of weed just to get rid of us right, as well. Just you know? take this and yeah, fucking yeah, clear yeah. off. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. What else? I can't well, remember what else happened. Yeah, Tell yeah. us about Brazil with Ronnie Biggs. Yeah, that was good as well. We had a great time in Brazil. How did as that well. come around? Was he just like, I'm looking to cause uh, some fun? And chaos. No, you well, what it in? was is um, Piers Morgan organised that meeting because uh, he was doing a big interview with uh, with, with, with uh, us lot at the time, I think. And he obviously knew Ronnie Briggs, so he wanted to bring like the Scally band from Manchester, meet goals and meets Ron as a as part of his story. The scoop, yeah, 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 and uh, yeah, it was good because um, can't remember his name now, but we met uh, the quartermaster of the IRA at the time as well was one of the, uh, the quartermasters for the IRA. yeah, and yeah. Uh, he ended up fucking getting the biggest bag of coke you've ever seen in your life. I had a mountain <laughs> of the shit on me air. Uh, uh, on my uh, table like this in my old cell room. Yeah, yeah, and it was pretty uh, mad time. I think we were supposed to be on stage with... I uh, can't remember what happened, but our instruments didn't uh, uh, turn up, and I think we ended up uh, with ha-ha on that night, you know what I mean? <laughs> right, right, right. But I think we should have gone on with George Michael. But I always get the story mixed up. They all so blur into one at a certain yeah, level, yeah, I yeah, imagine. Because yeah, yeah. it must have been a real hurricane of... Of like chaos because it kicked off pretty fast for you guys, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, and, and it was a really funny time as well because uh, 
we got stuck in a hotel with Guns and Roses offside from everyone else. Right, okay. Because we had these two big reputations as as a, as as a rock and roll a couple band. Of hellraising yeah, yeah, outfits, yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't think uh, anyone could match our hellraising. No in doubt. Brazil. No, uh, yeah. I was going to ask you. You must have had over the years. You must be the band, and you particularly the guy that people want to party with. Did uh, did that? Help? I mean, at what point did that get tiring? Uh, well, it's still going on. Yeah, like, no. like, like last last <laughs> no night, because uh, uh, where I live now, we'll sort of live in a sustainable lifestyle. We've got a bar built in that thing, and a friend came, and we ended up lighting the campfire, and the party started. The tunes were on. And we're, just like, we're still sat there at five o'clock this morning, you know what I mean? So, yeah, it still happens, unfortunately. I haven't <laughs> managed to get out of it as yet. <laughs> was it hard for you early on, or is it hard for you now? Maybe you could tell me to toe the line between the onstage character and then, uh, you know, just you as a human being. Because The onstage character came about because of who I was anyway. And, uh, yeah. And it was because it wasn't a, a, any planned career move. It was a, a, a total... Happy accident, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, it all came about quite unplanned, you know what I mean? Which is uh, organically, you know I mean? yeah, yeah. You can't sort of plan these things. So yeah, so it, it, it sort of uh, it's all emerged into like one one lifestyle, as you say. You know right. What I mean? Okay. So is there ever any sort of point where you have to just go now? Come on, mate, give us a break. Uh, it, does, it, does it get well, tiring, I, or have you just well, signed well, you sign your soul away and you know now that no, it's part well, of the gig? I do, yeah, because a lot of it I do at weekends anyway as a living because I DJ and of course, as well. yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, it's just part of me like uh, natural life, a meal natural existence, even you know what I mean. So I don't really give too much thought into it, but I, I, what I do is I do appreciate how lucky I've been to. Uh, of, uh, well, up to now, anyway, I'm, I'm like 53 now. Uh, I don't know how much longer I can get away with it for, but I've been getting away with it uh, solely as a career for the last, what, 30-odd years or something. So I'm not... So I don't... Like I always say, uh, this has got to be the last year now, you know what I mean? Cause, but uh, it just seems to roll on year after year. So uh, as long as I can keep on doing it, I will do. Yeah, uh, I love it, mate. Did um, I heard Joe Strummer was kind of a big figure in your life when the Mondays yeah, sort of broke it, up, and I guess you had that moment, like most people do, when a band ends of what's next. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah, Joe was, uh, a, was a really good friend to, to us and that, and uh, was going through a difficult patch when we were splitting up with Black Grape and that. He turned up and, uh, no, cheered me up because I'd met him previously on uh, gigs, uh, Unger about with him because he used to do the campfires, which we still the Stromerville stuff at Glastonbury, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, which is still uh, still part of my lifestyle. Still today, we nice, still, you like still the... go down there every year. Love well, it. yeah, well, we've well, we got my own campfire now. You know what I mean? Going, Amazing going on. So yeah, the, the campfire is always a great place to hang about because once that fire's lit, you never know what might happen around it. There's something special about. It's when partying almost becomes spiritual as well, right? Is it that moment uh, when you sort of realise well, uh, that there's something magical going on? Yeah, beyond well, just getting a bit out your magic head? goes on around the fire, like definitely. Let's say we had a great night around the campfire last night, you know what I mean? The only thing is you, put, you stink to high heaven after a night around the fire. <laughs> Burnt wood. <laughs> was Joe part of your way into politics? Was he part of that uh, awakening? No, it was, or were you, it was always, always quite been? political, the clash and that, you know what I mean? And, uh, and uh, no, the po- politic thing came because of uh, the fracking issue. 
and because I've gone into this sustainable lifestyle, and I believe that um, the futures are, are built based around uh, reclaiming your lives back from the corporation. Yeah. So that's from um, looking at every part where the corporates rule our lives, which is almost every part of it. And the most scary thing is, is we're actually moving into a corporate dictatorship at the moment. <coughs> we just recently had a court case last week where we're battling a, a big company called Ineos, who basically wanted to end, end freedom of speech. Uh, so was, uh, freedom of speech, uh, sharing information. So say, for instance, if you're sharing information about fracking on, on Facebook, they could now come along and take all your assets off you. Uh, something what was just for that yeah yeah for sharing for, just for, for speaking your mind sp- yeah on speaking a your mind uh, it's called it was called harassment and uh so if you felt like they they were that they could come and take all your assets off you so basically with the fracking movement what it is you've got a lot of uh middle-aged women who have never ever been involved in any sort of uh protest or or, or, or activism in their lives before so suddenly they realise they've got these middle-aged, uh, I call them anarchists, yeah, 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 yeah. who are suddenly rising because uh, they realise... They've got a bit of spare time yeah, on yeah, their yeah. hands. The future of... Fra- so these are middle-aged women who have retired, probably got homes, other things like that. So they want to put their frighteners on these people and scare them away from any sort of process because they'll be scared of losing all their assets. You know, have you got that? hanging over your head, you're not very less likely to uh, rise up or say anything, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, of course. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so this company, so what was once a civil offence, so you got a, like a £100 fine for for uh, obstruction of the highway, you was now getting five years in prison for. So this is a dictatorship where the corporations are now saying that you cannot do raise your head against uh, anything we do or or our businesses because if you do we shall severely reprimand you in it's by a taking all your assets off you and two sending you to jail so that is what that is a dictatorship we've gone back to the 80s haven't we yeah well it's but it's beyond the 80s at least in the 80s uh well like with the miners strikes uh, the police were like file it a rough and would give you a beating up and because you these days we're protected by uh, the, the uh, digital age where everything's caught on film and you can't get away with all that shit now because it goes straight out there straight out there yeah yeah, yeah. but uh, but the, like say the police are, are, are working for the corporations they're supposed to be out there protecting the people and their, their idea of protecting the people is a little bit different to what my idea of you no know, uh, as a festive they've got a festive interest in, in protecting corporation because they're obviously the, the, the government sells them the power, right? yeah yeah so uh yeah so you, you've seen this uh situation it's a scary situation actually and um, because, are you a family member do you have kids yeah i'm a granddad so now, do you worry so. about the future of, of well i worry about uh, yeah because uh it's going to the days of stalin you know what i mean yeah. and if you raise your voice against stalin it's not only you who disappear, but you, your uncles and your nearest relatives. Until you had no voice of, uh, uh, no, uh, he killed or any voice of uh, process against uh, anything he might be doing because yep. everyone was petrified of speaking up. 
Uh, we've got a secret police force that operates in, in our society at the moment, known as uh, Common Purpose. It's called Common Purpose. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. I don't think so, no. Yeah, have a look. At, uh, and what they've done is they've trained uh, people in position of uh, authority, you know what I mean? Uh, so if you uh, in support and, and, and slightly going against the grain, yep. you quickly find you don't get promoted. Of and course, you've got job. to toe the party Yeah, line, yeah, yeah, it it's called Common Purpose. There's been over 85,000 people trained in Common Purpose. It's like a secret police force operating. Yep. It is the secret police force operating in our society under a banner known as Common Purpose. Have a look at it when you get a chance when you get home. So we've got all these things happening in our society at the moment, you know what I mean? They obviously aren't getting covered in the media for that well, very yeah, reason. Yeah. For, they well, don't want it's any because attention it's being a dictatorship it. and, yeah. uh, and uh, the people who do own the media, and all uh, these it. are all yeah. part of the same firm, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. So that's why you don't get it reported on. Uh, there's some people who do, like The Guardian, Channel 4 do uh, some balanced view, but mostly it goes... It gets up. Qu- squashed. Yeah, 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 unnoticed. <laughs> so you, when did you start up with the reality party, and is that, is that still going? Are you still working Well, the reality party as a political force... That was a few, is, uh, couple of years back now, yeah, right? Yeah, it it first... no, no, but the reality party page where we share information yeah. with what's going on still exists. Uh, where can I, people I, find I, that? Our peak organically... Uh, some of our posters reaching 5 million people they still reach over 100,000 people and that's without paying any, anybody or anything that's just the like good, the one you, good thing about the internet right is yeah. that freedom and accessibility of yeah, information yeah and so so our posts so uh, I've still got a massive reach like I say at our peak it was getting out of control I think they've done something to it to stop us reaching so many people right. but at one point it was reaching 5 million people with our, with our posts which is a huge amount of people it's also reassuring to know that there's a lot of people out there that aren't asleep well, they're, they're, well yeah, unaware of all this stuff that's going yeah, on yeah well there is and there isn't because uh, what it is is uh, Although people are aware, they're not prepared to take any sort of action about it. So with the fracking industries, uh, uh, because there's so little uh, people, because people are too busy chasing the pound, that's the, the problem we've got. That's they're everyone tied, as well, isn't yeah, it? That's yeah, not just all, the upper class. That's... Yeah, yeah, it's everybody. They're all tied up and caught up in their own little lives to um, to be worried about what's going on. Unless, like, say... Um, it, unless it lands on your doorstep and then suddenly uh, you get people like taking notice. I, I like that you don't have what you call a smartphone. Is that a conscious choice? Yeah, because I don't agree to be spied on. Because when you press uh, I agree, I agree, I agree, basically... No one's yeah. reading those terms and conditions, yeah, 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 are they? Yeah, yeah, They're yeah. just ticking yes. And yeah, yeah, so I, I don't agree to be spied on. You don't somewhere. want a tracking device on press, you at all times. I am pressed agree. I, I don't do uh, internet on my phone. So I ain't agreed to anything. Yeah. You're off the grid. Yeah, well, I've not agreed. Which is the best place to be, isn't it? Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Tell me about um, the Yes Please album in Barbados, if we've got some time to talk about that. Yeah, that, that was, was a uh, heady time, right? Yeah, it was great. We all got uh, flew out to uh, Barbados to do this album. Uh, mostly went there because of uh, Sean's heroin addiction and all that. Uh, we, we, we worked with some of our heroes, you know, from... Tina uh, and Chris. Tina and Chris Weymouth, you know, from Talking Heads. Yep. Who were like really beautiful, oh, um, and that album actually, even though it got slagged because uh, at the time uh, everyone was, we just done that the album, um, can't remember what's called now, with uh, with uh, Steve Osborne and uh, Paul Oakenfold, yep. and we had that modern twist of, uh, you know, like uh, looping all the modern technology. Uh, uh, production techniques on it and people was hoping for another album like that but even though it took a step back in uh, production technique it was actually a really good album and really well well uh, produced sounded uh, brilliant and it was like last of the uh, days of analog as well you know what i mean yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. all done yeah. on, on uh, analog uh, equipment so uh, it was actually for me it was a really good album it was a uh, I think we're just due for a slagging at the time, no matter what. I think we, so. I think people, we, we, the story was already written that they had sort of polished the edges, right? And they'd sort of softened the the kind of, I don't know, edginess of the band at the time. That was the popular but, opinion, but, wasn't uh, it? But, yeah, and then uh, there was all the stories of what went on in Barbados, which were mostly true. Yeah. Yeah, probably even madder if you was it there, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, some of the, so, yeah. Mick it, Jagger knocking around, he was there, wasn't he? Uh, no, I didn't remember seeing Mick Jagger no? there, no. Uh, no, I don't know, he wasn't. Uh, yeah. But uh, the funny thing was, is uh, the first night we, 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 we got there, all the leading dignitaries were there, like the, the chief of police, all welcoming us to the island, all the prime minister, you know, so we met, went and met all these leading people of the island, all welcoming us to the island. And uh, so everyone knew us from like the, the from the highest to the lowest, at the, uh, six roads, crossroads, uh, and all the crack dealers who yeah, were running yeah, around yeah, yeah. with uh, Gio Goy gear on and all that, <laughs> while we'd swap for crack and things like that, you know what I mean? So yeah, it, it was, uh, 
I actually enjoyed it there. We had a great time in, in a way as well. What's not to love, right? Yeah. Other than the chaos that was perhaps ensuing. Yeah, there was a lot of chaos. But part of that on, is part of yeah, the fun yeah. as well, isn't it? Has that been a theme for your life, Bez, do you think? It seems to me that from the story of Mondays and your own career, you've obviously been into every social situation there is to go into, right? From politicians to street dealers to creatives to artists uh, it seems like you've sort of met every walk of life there is to walk. Yeah, with. well, yeah, uh, and uh, and what I find is with all walks of life, like especially uh, the politics, which is always uh, amazed about, because all, all the politicians got in it for the right reasons, and that's because they want to make the place a better place. You know what I mean? And I could take my hat off uh, to them because they'll. Nearly everyone I met was involved in politics for that reason, because they believed in their community, they believed in uh, trying to make things better, which was just, uh, admirable, because uh, I didn't think they actually were, but they are, you know what I mean, which was great to, great to learn in a way. But uh, once you get involved in party politics, is uh, you, you come under the, the duration of the whip and you've got a sole party line, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. So there's no individualism uh, uh, endeavours of allowed, apart from like it, uh, stuff what you do within your own seat, you know what I mean? You might get a bit involved in that way. But uh, on a bigger picture, you just got to sole the line. And uh, it's when they first realised what a petty tyrant was as well, getting right. involved in politics. Because... Uh, I never realised uh, the, the meaning of the word until I got into politics. You so know? you met a few. Yeah, it's, uh, it's it's absolutely incredible. You know what I mean? And how you actually get uh, just even a small number of people to agree in in any one room was near impossible. It's a lengthy so, process yeah, yeah, as well, yeah. isn't it? Back and forth. And, uh, back and, and forth. then you've got like people like like what it's called, the only words to describe them is petty tyrants. Yeah. They are tyrants, you know what I mean? Like fuck's sake. And uh, it was quite uh, it was it was an eye opener, you know what I mean, to say the least, you know what I mean? And I actually uh, learnt a lot from that process, you know what I mean? And it it, it was quite difficult. And I could see why uh, no, you have dictatorships, basically, because fuck that, you just do as you're told or fuck off, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, all this opinion. <laughs> so, yeah. Talking about dictatorships, how does the Mondays work today? Has the band learnt to work together for yeah, the collective well, uh, good a well, lot easier than perhaps back doing, in the day? We've not done any writing. last bit of writing we've done as a band together happened in... Um, uh, P- Panama when we done the Singing in the Rain program, yeah. and uh, that was a great that was a great five days. I love that as well. You know what I mean? It's one of our our best times as a Mondays together when we uh, spent this time with the uh, Bazaar. But what were they called now? Oh, sorry, that's excuse me, memory. That's all right, mate. No worries. Yeah, uh, and anyway, this tribe itself, and that was great. I fucking love that, and that will go down as one of my favourite times with the Mondays. But uh, as young men growing up, it was all done as a, 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 a like a cooperative. You know what I mean? We all used to go in. Everyone used to jam, and it's uh, suddenly a song used to start appearing, and uh, everyone used to do their own bit. You know, as a collective. But uh, yeah, so but we at the moment uh, there's no real. Uh, obviously, Sean's the leader of the band because he, he's the front man. You know what I mean? But. Uh, we're not doing no writing, so there's no like uh, 
real right process at the moment process what no. about touring it's obviously a very different scene to back in the day i imagine yeah well uh, the touring's the same really yeah, everyone's just doing uh, the the jobs everyone knows what the job is and we're actually uh, the band's actually the best it's ever been because uh, obviously it's 30 odd years down the line um, everyone's a little bit more saner than there was there's still a bit of madness going on <laughs> of course you never sleeping dogs never change whatever it is <laughs> I forgot the same but uh, yeah it's still a bit ways. yeah yeah but yeah there's a bit still a bit of a thing going on but yeah um, I, I think everyone's enjoying uh, uh, so we've been on the road now as the original line up for quite a few years now there was a few sort of like reunions and then you'd take a break again and then... Yeah, I think well, what... I've done every reunion there, there ever has been of the Happy Mondays. I've forgotten all the... I, the the, mum, the mum, oh, number of people who've played for the Happy Mondays. <laughs> it, well, it's got to be tw- at least in the 20s, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I've done every, every line-up that you can possibly think of. Do you think, and I think maybe this is the case from the outside looking in, the fact that you and Sean both did those reality TV shows that you were on has really allowed the band a new lease of life, I think, because it, uh, yeah, it maybe put you back into a new generation and a well, new... Well, it helps, it, it uh, but I don't think it is solely for that. It's, uh, I think the main reason was it's because uh, was part of a time time and the movement in you and because we was on factory records. It's all, well, of course, and, yeah. and I think that is the main reason, you know what I mean? Not because of uh, the no, reality show. I think I was, what I was saying with that was more uh, than that definitely helps the longevity. Yeah, no, group, it, right? it might have helped uh, uh, to keep us in the public eye whilst yeah. the band's not uh, working. But the, the the reason why we are here is because of Factory Records. And well, and Tony you were at Wilson. the front line of, I think, the most important musical revolution since the 60s. It was that marriage of dance music and guitar yeah, music. Well, yeah, well, to be part of Factory Records. Youth culture. Uh, and, uh, uh, yeah, youth culture, the old record industry as it, as it was. We, we got the last last throws of the dice, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, say. yeah in the old record industry so yeah it was brilliant uh i think like say for me i think the biggest thing was being on factory records and and, and that uh, manchester independently that involved the hacienda there was like a, a like a uh, a cult thing a growing, real movement wasn't yeah, it? it was yeah, a real growing, revolution growing r- r- around it so i think that that's where our luck lies of getting involved with uh, such such a great label really historical label What's your memories of Tony? Yeah, he's a he's a great man. He was an old-fashioned socialist. He had socialist beliefs. Uh, he's a man of his word. He, he was brilliant. He was very supportive uh, in any, everything you done for, uh, not only within the music industry but out on side projects and all that. Yeah, and he was a he was a good he was a really good man. Yeah, I really liked him a lot as a, a as positive a nat- like nurturing yeah, yeah, force yeah. on the band. Yeah, so uh, yeah, he's uh, and he's one of the reasons why I joined the band as well, because after I jumped on stage, I think it was the tube or something like that. Uh, he's, he said that I should be in the band. You know what I mean? So yeah, he's, so that uh, was how it started. Was that kind of TV yeah. show when you got up yeah, yeah. with Sean and yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, Tony was like, we got to make that long term at the time. You know what I mean? And uh, Sean felt incapable of going on because he was stripping that much, mm-hmm. and he needed my moral support yeah, yeah, to yeah, help yeah, him yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. He's a spiritual so, guide. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I jumped on stage and uh, 
see the pair of maracas grabbed all of them shook them to death I had a big blister in the middle of my hand I shook them that hard <laughs> and, uh, and and yeah and I joined the band uh, like story I always tell what I always find funny is uh, some girl said to Sean the next day oh that was really nice of you letting the kid with special needs on stage <laughs> with you <laughs> so yeah yeah uh, it all started there for me you know what I mean and I'll never forget because uh, I left my bollocks I left my soul to sleep that night as well you know uh, the comedy value over it yeah because it was tripping as well yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I think you've had the really kind of good side of fame in your life because obviously people seeing you a real, relatable, down-to-earth bloke. And I think fame can be a horrible thing if you're on this pedestal and in that kind of glass case, you know, like the Michael Jackson end of it. Yeah, you've obviously well, I've, enjoyed I've, the really I've positive, never, healthy... I've never experienced that uh, uh, fame or to that sort of degree, so... Uh, but you uh, must I've, get recognised all the time, right? Yeah. And get, it must well, be quite a nice thing yeah. as opposed to a... Well, I, get, I always get treated kindly, so it's always nice. But what, what I've worked about with... Uh, what is with me is... Uh, uh, you look at these pop stars, you look at the singers, you look at the guitar players, you look at the bass players, and not everyone thinks, but everyone looks at me and thinks, I can fucking do that, you know what I mean? It takes no special skills, no need, and I think that's what uh, has endeared me, because uh, everyone believes that they can do do that, do what I do, you know what I mean? And the pop probably good you know what I mean it's just that I happen to be there first before they was <laughs> you've got to also be tough and foolhardy I think right yeah, so, to be uh, the best in a band but uh, so so that is uh, the reason why people sort of relate to me because uh, like I say not everyone can play guitar sing do the bass drums but everyone thinks they could do what I do which is uh, uh, it's what makes me popular I think you know what I mean as a, as a person in the band that's what I put it down. So I spent well, loads of time because I couldn't work it out for ages. Then it, then it came obvious what it was. <laughs> I think it all goes back to punk as well, doesn't it? And that yeah. idea of do it yourself and create yeah. your own community and yeah. yeah. So yeah, could, it, there's a, definitely a bit of punkness involved in it as well. Yeah. And is your lifestyle now is that sort of going back to that, trying to live. Uh, outside of the, the box as it were and, and well, live I'm a... still a rebellion I've been a rebel since I was five and I'm still rebelling now at 55 and I, I have strong rebel blood flowing through my veins and uh, I can't see that ever changing I, 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 it's, uh, I think if I ever fucking had nothing to rebel against I, I'd, I'd lose my purpose in life and uh, yeah I, I love being the rebel and uh, and uh, I, and like I say I actually enjoy that that role you know of being a rebel and like I say it's uh, I'm I'm now rebelling more more than I've ever rebelled in my life you know what I mean I've still wake up for a bit with a of purpose as well yeah, right yeah with a purpose with a rebellion and uh, like I say I think it runs in my blood because I've been doing it from such a young age and uh, I can't see it ever changing not just at the moment. Did you and ever make with did, your dad? Did he ever sort yeah, of accept no, yeah, your no, uh, yeah, streak I've got a good and go? Relationship with me it's dad nice now. and healthy now. Yeah, yeah, Love he apologised for not understanding my character, which took, uh, no, I, was, I really appreciated, you know what I mean? Because uh, that was a difficult character maybe to understand. But like I say, yeah. And, uh, I, yeah, and I, I enjoy. And uh, 
Oh, oh, my sons are slightly rebellious. I was going to well. ask, yeah, do you yeah. encourage a bit of that in them? Well, no, I don't have to encourage it. They, it comes <laughs> They've learned from the best. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Love it. Well, thanks for your time, Bez. Um, and uh, I guess, we'll, are we going to have a new Monday's album uh, in well, the near future? Is the, that on the cards? talk of it. Um, even if we don't do an album, I think we should definitely do a few new songs because, like I say, you don't have to actually release things these days. You could do it just through, put them out there, them do out a video there, yeah, or yeah. do a, an MP3 yeah, yeah, single. Yeah, so uh, I think we should definitely have some new, new music because uh, I think the time's right about it and there's uh, shit going on and uh, and we could uh, uh, spread the message in some sort of way. So uh, we've got... I don't think we've served our purposes yet. No, no, I think it's in a renaissance <laughs> right now, the Monday's career. Yeah. And this tour's one of the biggest it must have been for a while. There's yeah, like we've not a whole month one, uh, worth of shows, isn't it? Yeah, we've not done a tour this long uh, for a while, you know what I mean? But I'm actually enjoying it. I, f- I wish we could do it like this all year round. Yeah, yeah, well, you yeah. just get it done in one block, don't yeah, you? And then yeah, you're yeah. like, you can fuck off home yeah. for Christmas now. Bears, all respects, right, great nice to meet you, mate. mate. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.